welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here. It is episode number 140, which is getting dangerously close to like three years worth of podcast. You're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also here with Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, mu- it's much harder to flow my arms in the air like a weirdo when I've got this set up. I mean, I've, you know, like the the phrase, like the grass is greener. I've always, yeah. always kind of sought after like a professional looking podcast setup where I've got like the, the microphone, the boom, uh, microphone stand and the, the pop shield and everything. Now I've got it. It's just, it's a fucking inconvenience, isn't it? I, only because I'm lazy, I, I quite like it, but I've got it set so that I can actually rock in my chair. And if the microphone is getting too close, my chest pushes on the bottom of the microphone and moves it with me so that my face never hits the microphone. Oh, nice. So you've got, you've got the perfect setup. Yeah, so, I, so I've got as, as perfect a setup as I can, sort of, comfortably. So it means that I can go backwards and away from the mic, and even if I come too close, the mic moves away from me as I'm moving too close to it. Yeah, so it's, like, it's an idiot-proof setup, which is... Hopefully, hopefully... I mean that's what this is all about. I've just I've just hit my mic stand, haven't I? You won't be able to yeah. hear it through the uh, through the recording because it didn't didn't register a noise. But that's part of. I mean I can't gesticulate anymore. Um, I feel a little bit a little bit like a fighter pilot where you're kind of just all kind of constricted in. <laughs> um, yeah, I think your main problem is you've got it coming from like ninety degrees to your right. Whereas yes. I've got mine coming in at like 25 degrees so that I can still put my arms up either side of me and out to the sides. And I've still got most of the range, but I just can't go forward with my left hand. Maybe so, that's my uh, my solution there. Maybe that's my solution. So yeah, I've, I've literally got mine in front of my left shoulder and then coming diagonally into my mouth. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, we're starting as we mean to go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I did not think what I was saying then. I, I I could probably solve a lot of my problems by having mine mounted on the left side of my chair rather than the right hand side, uh, because I, I gesticulate a lot with my right hand. So um, yeah, that's probably a, a thing you might look into. Indeed, I feel like we've probably talked a little bit too much already. I don't think we've officially even started the podcast yet, have we? Like, but uh, we've talked. No. We've talked an inordinate amount of time about the position of a microphone. I do apologise, listeners. This, this, I mean, we, we fly under the guise of a, uh, of a guitar podcast, so we should at least at least try. I, I can't even knock my acoustic to get a, get a guitar in the background because it's not in my room. <laughs> I mean, in front of me, I can see, like, three guitars which look really, really similar. I've got, I've got the the. I was going to say the Pacifica, and it's not it's a Variax. Um, essentially, what I use it for is a Pacifica, which is like um, gloss black, black pick pick card and and white pickups. So it's it's kind of like the the Gilmorey look. Then a little bit further across, I've got the Flying V, which is again gloss black. Um, it's got the the Fletch uh, Super Blends in it. But it's a really similar look. It's like a black guitar with a rosewood board. And then <laughs> to the left of that, there's this weird, 
like seventies Jap um kind of Les Paul copy that I've got uh it's Fletch's guitar <laughs> and I've had it for an inordinate amount of time. Really, really sorry, Fletch. Um but again And you can't even go around to his house and drop it back to him. No, but I I can by uh by means of podcast apologize for having it for so long. <laughs> uh so take this as my official apology. Uh, but again, it's like a really similar looking thing. It's like a Les Paul, uh, like a almost like a Les Paul custom because it's double bound, um, but it's black. <laughs> uh, Rosewood board. So like literally, I've got three guitars which, <laughs> on the surface, look really, really similar. Um, yeah. So I've, I think we should probably actually start the podcast this week, shouldn't we? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, we're all in the all in the same situation. The reason why we are rambling quite a lot is because we we don't have a lot of human contact these days. Uh, we don't get to go out of the house much um, yeah. due to global events. So uh, this is like the first time in in about a week that I'm talking to someone who isn't a five year old and isn't my missus. So I, I mean, it's it's nice just to. Yeah, just for the change. A bit of a talk. <laughs> yeah, that's it for, for the change. <laughs> bit of human interaction. Yeah. That's it. Um, so, Matt, how are you getting on with this whole uh, this this strange situation? Um, I, I'm finding it difficult. I can't work from home, so can't like I, I don't have anything to fill my day with that's planned. So, like I I was saying to you earlier, I've done a bit of tidying in my room of like thrown stuff away that's been that, that, that like I intended to like not even move with and it came with us on the move and I was like right it's, go, it's going in a box and it's going there and then I'm going to take that box to the tip and yeah. just never got around to taking it to the tip and I'm like right and I did that in like a day and then I was like oh shit what am I going to do now and like I played quite a lot of guitar um, I mean that's good that's 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 to be commended yeah, so I've I've done a lot of playing with my playing my acoustic. Um, like I've been trying to teach myself to sing better, um, which yes. I did put a video on the um, was it the in the Fret po- Talk podcast group? Was it in the podcast group? I, it I, was. I never keep track because I'm part of so many fucking groups these days. Like, and this is this is very much like a first world problem uh, that I'm <laughs> that I'm <laughs> complaining about here. But there are so like quite a few people have added me to to groups. They're like, oh, like you're you're pretty sound. Here you go, you be part of this group and be part of that group. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah sweet, sweet, because I, I don't want to like throw it back in someone's face that they're they're offering me this this group that they think that I'd be like to be part of and go. Actually, nah, fuck you. I've got enough <laughs> friends. Um, so I tend to like just join all of them. Which means that I'm part of the, the Telecaster group for, for whatever reason. Um, yeah. I'm part of like. Uh, I mean, for whatever reason, you own like forty-five tellies. And uh, yeah, I do, I do. But what <laughs> what's uh, been really apparent from that is that um, they only. I mean, they're they're really really anal about what is a telly. So like that. If it's not a Fender, 
you get some funny looks. Like if it's a squire, they're okay with it, but they they make sure it, you like that it's known that they'd prefer it be a fender. I mean, there's that elitism kind of thing going on. Um, and then there's the elitism of, oh, Telecasters must have three saddles and uh, those must be brass-barreled saddles. And, oh, intonation is, it's a myth created by the government. And he's, <laughs> it's it's really like that. And, like, oh, it's Telecaster yeah. bridge pickups must be, like, really bright and spanky and twangy. And, and I'm just like... No, I, I like tellies, but all of those things you've described are like why, like how tellies were back then, and like they've they've made them better. Like <laughs> they've worked out a way to fix that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole six saddle thing, I can understand. Like if people are people are a bit touchy about that because like brass saddles do sound different than. Uh, than like steel blocks or like pressed steel saddles but like i i do like guitars that intonate perfectly or intonate as perfectly as can be done on a straight fretted guitar because we won't have any of that like true temperament wonk like the the ones that are notched and we won't have any of that wonky nonsense uh I just I don't think I don't think my ears are uh sharp enough to to care. <laughs> like it does it just doesn't matter. The, it can be out yeah. by that much. But if you add on top of that the the intonation differences with a with a saddle, then I do start to notice and it's it irks me something wrong because it's something that I know that can be fixed. So I'm like, well, of course I'm going to go for, for six saddles. And then the, I mean, there were like the companies that do like the adjustable, uh, brass saddles where there's like four screws rather than three so that you can yeah. like adjust the pitch of, of, of each saddle. But they're like redonkulously expensive as well, and yeah. So we we seem to have <laughs> gone on to a rant about the Telecaster Group. Um, it yeah, the Telecaster Group irks me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I've I've been I've I've been thrown into groups uh, uh, plenty. So bringing it back onto the original point, which was <laughs> you telling us about your week. Uh, I didn't. I I couldn't couldn't be sure of anything that's posted in any group. Yeah, these, no, it was it was in the Frat Talk podcast group that I posted it just because I was bored and I decided that I'd tell somebody and you know it, it's nice to have a little bit of human interaction as we were saying earlier. So yeah, I filmed what I'd been doing, and um, which was that was just a bit of like I'd been spending a bit of time trying to make sure that I could sing in tune. I've found that there are a very small range of songs that I can do the full song yeah, sort yeah, of in yeah. tune. I, I definitely, like, I, I couldn't be a front man in a band because I'd have to specifically pick the songs and they don't all fall in the same category. Not even, like, I can sing one key either. Like, the songs are not all in the same key. It's just, 
I, I assume it's because I know the songs well enough and I've been singing along to them so long that the longer you sing along to stuff, yeah. the more closer to the tune you get. The easier, yeah, the easier it becomes <laughs> to pitch the song. Um, I, like, when I first started singing, uh, I'd been playing guitar for a little while. Uh, I, I found that I was, I was limited to a very, very small window of songs because... Um, I can sing in B. <laughs> like everything else becomes more difficult, and the more I sang, the better my uh, uh, better my vocal range became, and the more confident I became. Um, the issue that I have is that my vocal range is a really strange one. Uh, yeah. Largely, my my comfortable vocal range sits in a, like a, a really low part of the male vocal range because you, you've got. You've got kind of three spans across uh, male vocal range. You've got a bass vocalist who can do ridiculously low notes and nothing else, which works in uh, like like in choral stuff really good. Like if you're part of a choir, always needed. Yeah. Um, and or if you're a villain in an opera, apparently they're <laughs> they're all bass vocalists. Um, you've got the tenors, which are kind of like the uh, the showy off male vocals who can sing beautifully high notes and like usually like the the comfortable uh, the comfortable kind of lead singer vocal range. Yeah, and then you've got the baritones, um, and depending on how good of a baritone you are, you could you can have like a massive massive vocal range. People like Tom Jones are classed as baritones. And Tom Jones is an absolute powerhouse of a vocalist. Um, yep. ev- even if you don't like his stuff, which I'd struggle to name you a handful of Tom Jones songs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd I'd be stuck if you asked me to name five. So I'm with you. Like I I I agree. He's got an incredible voice, but it's just not my kind of. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's he's uh, like in my opinion, he's not utilised it. To its its potential, um, but like there was, I was watching like the the final to the voice one year, like it was just on telly, and like the, they opened it up with the judges singing a song, and of course William Iams came on, and he was like there was no auto tune, so he had a really limited part. And then yeah. there was like whoever the female vocalists were, and they were like doing some amazing things. I don't even think they had Tom Jones's mic turned on. He was that powerful. He was that loud, <laughs> and just came in and just like this a massive, yeah. like massive voice, massive vibrato. So uh, like baritone vocalists can be awesome. I think, and I've not tested this. I think I sit within a baritone range. However, my my range isn't isn't Tom Jones big. Um, yeah, it pretty much it starts a semitone off where like the lowest note, uh, kind of the lowest note where you'd expect a bass vocalist to be able to hit really comfortably would be, which is like a low C. Um, I can't get that low C, so it really really annoys me. Because <laughs> otherwise, I could just go, yeah, I'm a I'm a bass vocalist. I can I can be the villain, um, but then like my uh, the upper register of my voice where it starts to become useful and and usable within a band context, 
it cuts off before you get to any like really serious notes. Yeah. So I, I'm exactly like you're basically describing my voice because <laughs> I I can't get I can just about do the lowest stuff, but I can't get any power behind it, so it's really quiet. So that's useless to anybody. Yeah, yeah. And well, then just in a, in a mix anyway, it's really oh, yeah. useless. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can, I can't really do the low stuff incredibly well. I I I can if we pump it up. So like we did Uptown Funk as a band um, for somebody's wedding, and I could do the stuff. But I had to boost my my vocals was like three times that of the lead singer just yeah, to yeah. get that do 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 do. Yeah. I could, so I could, I could do it. Obviously, it's lower than that, but I could do it. But we had to boost my thing way up, and I had to have the track playing in my ear so I could keep in tune. Because yeah. with everything else going on, I just I, I couldn't keep in like I couldn't keep in tune. I'm not the best at doing the backing vocals like that. Yeah, so yeah. I, had, I had to have that in my ear. But I could do it. But like I, I don't have any power behind my vo- vocals there. And then the higher up I I go. I can get more power behind it, but I've got a very limited before I just hit a thing where like my voice just cuts out. Like I, I get to a certain point and then the next note just isn't there. And then if I go falsetto, I've gone like three octaves above where that last note was. And there's yeah. just a gap. And I'm like, where's all those notes? What's happened to them? Yeah. Like the, the legitimate, use, useful vocal range is like, Oh, that's gone. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, for me, like that, that middle range is where, like if I'm syncing in my my normal register, I'll get up to like a certain note. I don't know which one it is. I've not tested, uh, but I'll get up to a certain note, and then it it start like the 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 tonal quality. Like the the notes are coming out, but the tonal quality is not very nice. It's just not a pleasant sound. And then if I push beyond that, it just becomes ah like this <laughs> this like completely horrible. Sounding like I'm going to hurt myself, uh, yeah. voice. But my falsetto does cover that range. But it again, it does what your bass range does, where it's it's so quiet, it's not very useful. <laughs> um, you see, my falsetto is still lower. So, like the bottom of my falsetto is where a lot of people would sing naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't have the top of my falsetto like. The, the high end of a falsetto range, you know, like Justin Hawkins, I believe in a thing called love. Yes. That's an octave higher than my falsetto goes, like at least, if not more, like my falsetto is a lot lower than that. And I, I always used to find it frustrating trying to sing along to things like that. Cause I've got a falsetto. It just doesn't go anywhere near that high. And I basically choke myself trying to sing, <laughs> sing along. Uh, I, I do have that vocal range. I, I used to have a little bit more on the on the top end of my falsetto. I'd I'd be able to sing. Um, I don't know how uh, how familiar you are with with um, the Darkness's back catalogue, but there is a song called "Girlfriend." Yeah. Um, it, in that song, there is an incredibly high. I know, and I could sing that, and I don't think I can anymore. Um, but the problem with that is I have to expel a lot of air whilst doing it, which means that it's twice as loud as any of the rest of my vocal. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, making it pretty fucking useless. Yeah. Um, but an amazing party trick that me and Yeomans would do after maybe one or two drinks at bars 
because the music's loud already, we just sing falsetto harmonies to everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, m- much to the delights of our fellow patrons in the, <laughs> in, in the bar. Um, yeah. It's it's something we still do to this day, and I, uh, we annoy the piss out of everyone else in the pub. Um, but they shouldn't is, go to the pub then. That's that if, is if how you're going to get annoyed by other people in the pub. Don't go to the pub. Well, I mean, there's there's kind drunk of people are annoying. Yeah, there's an acceptable bit, uh, <laughs> but this is. I mean, like I said, we we don't don't wait until we get drunk <laughs> to to do it. Fair, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, like I've been trying to. Bring it back around again. I've been trying to like teach myself to sing a little yeah. bit better, and you did post up a track. And, and what was that track? Sorry, because I did watch it, w- it. It was "I Will Survive" by well, originally by Gloria Gaynor, but um, there's a version by Cake, um, which is where I got the guitar part from. Um, it's actually a song that we're doing in the second band, um, and our our vocalist does it far better than me because he he like blends the two versions together so he does bits in a male vocal range and bits pushed into like almost where Gloria Gaynor's getting and does it nice and clearly and I basically have to like to, to get myself to sing in tune for a period of time and I, I said this in the post I've no idea what it's called but I basically push my voice into overdrive where it's like got a bit of gravel on it it's like a, a bit yeah. of like bit of grit bit of grit, grit on the edges and yeah like a like a tube screamer for your for your voice yeah exactly we but it's a, we're whipping it back natu- into guitar a natural tube streamer it's like it's like pushing your amp into overdrive and just pushing everything that little bit harder and it seems to be the only way that i can stay in tune for certain songs like some songs i can but i have to be quiet if i'm going to be singing it normally yeah but for the most part if i want to sing loud I, I have to push the voice into overdrive and I don't even know what it's called or whether it's even a thing but it's, that's what's happening in my head oh it's, it's vocal fry isn't it is what they call it where your your voice box is basically because the the voice box is two uh, two flaps of skin essentially wanky wanky thank you very much <laughs> uh, uh, and and it's a bit like have you ever done that thing where you put like a blade of grass between your two thumbs and then blow on it? Yeah, and it makes a yeah, it makes a vibrate. You say it's a bit like that, but with two flaps of skin that are doing it, um, and it it's designed to get uh, to work with like a, a a certain amount of pressure, so a certain amount of air pressure behind it, and once you start pushing more air pressure than it can uh, can cope with. It then starts overextending the, f- <laughs> overextending the flap. <sighs> yep. That's that's the, that's the podcast <laughs> title, isn't it? I think that is. You need to write that down. <laughs> I, I think I do. Yeah, because I, I always forget these things. O- overextending those. Okay. Yeah. So like that's like a tenth of what I've been up to, but the rest of it is just I restrung restrung the variax because I snapped a string gonna stay like six weeks ago now and <laughs> <laughs> i hate restringing guitars even though that's got that's the easiest guitar to restring because it's got lock and tuners yeah but yeah, yeah. I just, yeah it's I hate, literally like a two minute job isn't it yeah but i hate doing it so i've put it off but I've, I've done that and i've charged the battery as well so yeah that'll be that'll be something for tomorrow that will be a little bit different than what i've been doing so because i can mess about probably play some sitar just because i can 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, when in Rome, play the, play a sitar. Yeah. The the worst thing about this is um, before the lockdown happened, I left my pedal board in our practice room, which is the garage of the keyboard player. Um, unfortunately, that means I don't have access to most of my oh well my entire pedal board which is like 17 or 18 pedals which means i'm restricted to like 50 pedals <laughs> yeah and i'm missing the ones that i like the most so i can't can't, can't use any any of my hello sailor stuff any of my tate effects stuff like my analog man chorus is on there like all all of my favorite pedals are on my pedal board yeah. which is in a garage unable to be used um so i'm having to make do with other pedals Again, it sounds like really first worldsy problems. Uh, like, oh no, these pedal, like I can't get to these like thirteen or fourteen pedals. I no, have, I have to, use. I have to use this fifty odd, <laughs> like yeah. this stack of fifty. Yeah, it does. Well, like the, the worst thing is, if if I'd had access to my pedal board, I would have done some budget pedal map because I would have actually had the time rather than just saying I'm going to do it and then never getting around to it. Yeah. I would have actually just taken them off the board, put them onto my mini pedal board, have basically just a tuner, the pedal I want to demo, and then I could have filmed it, and it would have been really easy, but I don't have access to any of the things that I want to demo. <laughs> That's always fun. I mean, you could you could do budget pedal map with the crap pedals. I mean, I'm not, I'm not exclusive to... <laughs> Good sounds on the uh, on the budget pedal chap channel. Yeah, I'll I'll see what I can get yeah. motivation to. It's just, I've, to be honest with you, I've been doing quite a lot more playing plugged straight into the amp because. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's, it's my a, favorite way to play. It's a good sound, isn't it? It's a really good sound. Yeah, and like the the because the Marshall Origin has a boost in it as well. You can do rhythm and lead. Yeah. With just a foot switch, nice. And like that's all really like I'm. I'm starting to think more and more that that's all you need, and maybe my fifteen or fourteen pedal pedal board is <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You excessive. may have wasted half of your life. <laughs> but, oh, it's a bad epiphany yeah. to have. That is, it's, it, but it's it's definitely not a waste because there are so many good sounds on that pedal board that yeah, I I couldn't do like the origin is good, but those sounds. Are better live than the. I've just hit my fucking microphone stand. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> these things will happen. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So a little bit disappointing, but like yeah. I say, playing direct in. I, I use the Variax. I, like I say, I've only just charged the battery. So when I when I've been playing the Variax, it's been magnetic pickups because they sound great, and Strat neck pickups. Um, I, I want a Stratocaster. Yeah, you do. And we've been kind of goading you into that, haven't we? You have, and I, I haven't redeemed any of my refunds because I don't trust myself with the money at the moment, <laughs> but the closer we get to the holiday, I'm going to have to at some point because obviously I can't can't fly to the States at the moment. Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're literally not allowed. So, so I'm going to yeah. have to. And then if I've got extra money sat in my account, it's a dangerous might game, end up... Spending it, and yeah. I don't want to. Uh, I mean, the prob the problems there when you don't have money sitting in your account. So when you do have the money sitting in your account, <laughs> I'll, I'll feel yeah. exactly that pain as well myself. 
Uh, I, I looked. I took a sneaky peek over to the time. We've we've not even halfway through our what we've been up to, and we are definitely halfway through a podcast. So I'm gonna whiz through mine real quick. Um, I've I've largely not done a lot of stuff. I mean, I've been more productive in terms of the like, um, like editing the audio for the uh, the live cast that we did last time with Xander. Um, I'd done that within two days, which is something that I don't usually tend to find time for until <laughs> until I absolutely have to. So it's usually like Friday or Saturday before the Monday when it comes out. <laughs> Um, yeah. whereas this was done by like Tuesday uh, I've recorded a few demos like uh, this the last week as we're talking now would have been the Jed's Peds uh, Swamp Fang which is essentially like a brown face tremolo circuit um, tremolo is awesome um, I do like it yep I, I can agree with that yeah um, the only thing that was uh, that was like a slight problem with it, and it, it's a problem with tremolo circuits, is the volume dip. Um, I mean, that's that's universal across all tremolos. The the moment you start cranking up the tremolo, it starts to like your perception of the volume starts to dip, uh, and it sounds like it's cutting volume. Um, there was one tremolo that i owned that did away with that which was strangely enough boo electronics which is like a kind of like a a, a british boutique kind of thing you don't hear so much from them anymore but they're they're still going um and they had uh they had a trem which i got in like a trade or something um and it had a rate and a depth but it also had a volume on it so you could like once you'd found the tremolo then that you liked, you'd you'd set the volume to boost it a little bit. Which I thought was a wicked idea. Um and it is something that I could potentially mod this uh, swamp thing to do. I know how to make a boost circuit. So like I could do that. Uh so the swamp thing was last week. I've already recorded the one that's up. It will be up this Friday. Or last Friday for you listeners. Um, <laughs> trying to work out how time works again. Um, I think it's already up as a as a preview on um, on my channel because I've already uploaded it, and it's the uh, the Jetpeds Mutron, which is like a auto wire envelope filter bunk machine, essentially. Um, have you have you played a uh, an auto filter pedal, like an auto wire or anything like that. No, the the one time I've used an auto wire was back on my Vox VT50. That was the amp that I very first gigged with with my school band. Um, I bet that was terrible. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like at the time, being a fifteen-year-old who had been playing guitar for about a year and a half, it sounded fine. Yeah. Um, having since bought several valve amps, several pedals, like yeah, like yeah, the the VT50. It wasn't. It was not the first gen. It was a second gen one. 
And yeah, I think yeah. we're in Gen 3 or 4 now. So, like, it, I think it was, like, 2002 or 2003 amp. Maybe yeah. Maybe even a little bit later. But, yeah, the, the, the amp itself was passable. Um, the auto war, where I was, like, I was playing... Hendrix stuff. I needed war. I didn't have a war pedal. Auto was the yeah, same it, thing, right? <laughs> it does it for you. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, young Matt. <laughs> okay. Um, which, yeah, like looking back on it, it just it was. Yeah, probably. You sounded probably. like fucking Daffy Duck, didn't it? It was fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. The problem with um with the effects that are built into uh built into amps, and this was the the problem that I had with the uh, the effects on the spider valve as well, because that was a a similar kind of thing where, but it was like a a, a Bogner valve power amp section, essentially with like a, a really stripped back pod attached to the front end. Um, but the uh, they usually have like a like a rotary control for like your uh, f- like selecting which kind of um, modulation or which kind of delay that you want, and it will just be like you you turn it and it gives you like a mix of the wet wet to dry ratio of that specific sound. Yeah, um, and you are at the mercy of whether they've dialed that in well or not. I see this was slightly better because along with that, it had a tap tempo for you to change the speed. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, it, it did have a tap. It, like the, the Line 6 stuff has a tap tempo as well, uh, which was required for stuff like delays because there was uh, there was three three delays. I think it was like uh, tape, echo, uh, like a digital echo maybe and there, there was one called sweep echo which was like um it, it was a delay with like a weird modulation on the trails excellent uh, yeah which it was not it was not good <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, like the 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 I, just remembering back to that amp it had chorus delay reverb auto war Tremolo, I think that was it. But then it had combinations of the two as well. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, it had de- delay chorus, and then it was like chorus reverb, and then it was like delay and reverb. Because you know you can tell the difference <laughs> on a fucking cheap system. That's yeah, like yeah. double delay. up on that yeah. crap. <laughs> and I, I just remember that I, I did a gig and I plugged the acoustic into it, and I had the chorus reverb on, supposed to be very subtly. And it sounded fine on stage, and I've since heard phone recordings of wow, what it sounded. Wow! That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the chorus was everything up to twelve. Yeah, just, oh. all of the things that you don't want in a chorus. Yeah, it was eighties chorus, a lot of reverb on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Classic, classic. And I assume it sounded fine on stage because I could hear the guitar and not the amp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you were stood in front of the thing that was projecting the volume. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the the Mutron uh, Autobot is is a lot more 
controllable than that. Got three controls on it, which the original, like the the Mutron, not Mu Mutron, M U, not M E W. So Mutron, not Mutron. That had one control, which again I assume would be very similar to the the Auto Wars of <laughs> of uh, modeling amps gone by. Uh, Whereas this one, you can set you can set like the attack and decay of the um, the the pick sensitivity, and then and then it's got like a range control where you can select which frequencies it's filtering. Uh, it's 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 quite interesting. Um, I got it to sound really good through like a like a driven driven amp sound, and I even got it to do to like emulate a little bit like the cocktail sound that you do for stuff like communication breakdown but for copyright reasons the riff i was playing was not communication breakdown <laughs> uh but it was close enough uh, so yeah I did that i also did i was uh, i was tagged in something about th three weeks ago by uh by one of our patrons actually by mr max john fred bob queen latifah gibbons um and it was it was the Mr. Blue Sky Challenge. Um, I, I, yeah. vague, I vaguely remember his entrance for this was him just with the song on in the background and dancing about to it. <laughs> uh, but I thought I'd give it give it a proper go. Um, it's a fairly easy yeah, solo yeah. if you don't have to try and play both the harmony parts at the same time at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I did uh, I did toy with the idea of playing both of the the harmony parts in one part because it, again, it's not vastly complex. Um, but I I did it as as two separate tracks as would have been done on the recording. I assume. Yes, it was definitely it's definitely two separate tracks. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, I I literally spent about five minutes. Just making sure I'd got the notes right. They, 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 I mean, eighty percent of it was there. I was happy enough. Um, mainly, I was just kind of flexing my uh, my new camera <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to like uh, kind of show off the the visual quality of it. Uh, and it was quite fun. It it took me <laughs> took me more time editing than it did recording, um, but. Since then, uh, the the other host of the Mag podcast, Marcus, uh, has tagged me in the pop punk challenge, uh, which is okay. record record yourself playing some pop punk, um, and like he the one that he did was all the small things, which would have probably been the one that I would have played uh, because it's just. Cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, three it's chords. just three, isn't it? Yeah, dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 I do it with dun, the main band or the first band. Yeah, it's three chords. Yeah, there so is I... like a there's a there's an octave bit over yeah. the top. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a little bit where there's like a individual notes picked, which is like fucking chaos for uh, pop punk. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Like individual <laughs> notes, not my thing. I can't do that. Um so I've I've got to I've got to come up with a, a pop punk song and I'm, and I'm drawing a blank. Um so 
I'm, I'm going to have to think how about that. You, how are you drawing a blank? There's so much to choose from. One, fire, I, I, fire I was uh, like, it, well, it depends. Are you wanting proper, simple pop punk, or are you wanting like pop punk that was classed as pop punk but is actually musically challenging or musically not three chords? Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me some of that because I mean, like. There's some really good Offspring stuff that's a bit more than, like, off the top of my head, I'd have to go and listen to the tracks to remember the names because shit with remembering the names of the tracks. But yeah, all of, like, there are, there's some more difficult or more musically fun stuff in yeah. bands like The Offspring or Weezer, Weezer, people called Weezer, Pop Punk, and again, they've got some stuff that isn't just three chords. Yeah, but uh, like for pop punk, I'm I'm fully expecting kind of yeah, strumming like pattern. Th- things like Basket Case or that kind of. I could, like, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Greens. Eh? I want to. I'd want to do something that I actually like, uh, and I'm not I'm not a massive fan of Green Day at all. Uh, not a Green Day person. I could do Offspring. Offspring. Uh, Offspring are pretty cool. Blink. I was I was mad into. I was thinking stuff like Bad Religion. What? But they're not really. That's, yeah, that's. It's like that, oh no, um, it was on the way to pop punk, but I, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't really say. Brian of the uh, of the um, why do I keep drawing a blank with their podcast? Tone name? jerks. The tone jerks. Yeah, Brian of the tone jerks. He he rags on them for being pop punk all the time. But I think I think they're a bit more credible than he's given them given them the credit for. <laughs> um. And they've got some pretty cool stuff, and they've got some stuff with like guitar solos in as well. So I might, I might crack it. I might do the one-off Tony Hawk too. Actually, um, you, uh, which should be a pretty cool one. Uh, but again, I, f- I feel like I'm kind of cheating it because it's not really pop punk. Push your mouth, Brian. I know I can hear you shouting at the <laughs> shouting at the headphones. Yeah. Uh, so I'll have to have a think about that one. If you are if you are listening to this, uh, either of you guys from the uh, the Tone Jerks, and you you could give me some better suggestions than just oh maybe an Offspring track or like a Blink track, um, and no Green Day, please. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be lovely. Um, so if I haven't done it by then, and if I have, I'll do a second one maybe. Um, so there we go. So I've been tagged in that. Um, I reckon, maybe, maybe it's time to do some news. What do you reckon, Matt? News? News? Like, but, well, I'm, I'm not talking about this shit. This, <laughs> like, the, the end of the world is happening. That's the only news that there is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the game that we usually play, which is kind of racing Joe to work, I don't think is happening at the moment. So, like, has he won by technically default? we win. Or, no, technically or it, we yeah. win. There you go. In your face, Joe. Uh so news. Um yeah, you like if it was a normal week you'd have you'd have beat us. You'd probably be be on the way back. So we'll we'll do a, a quick roundup of the of the couple. Uh so uh acorn amplification or amplifiers, as normal people would say. Um company that I'm not particularly au fait with. Um they they've come out with a a fuzz pedal, which, yay! Why? Why do we? <laughs> why do we care? Uh, this is called the circuit fuzz. 
and so it's normal kind. I think it's a two transistor fuzz. So it's got fuzz and volume, which you'd expect. Kind of the classic fuzz tones that you'd be expecting from a, a dual transistor fuzz. The front of the pedal, however, is made out of like a, a like fibery resin stuff, um, which is the same material that PCBs are made out of. And on the front of the pedal is like a pop-out version of like a PCB. And if you go on their website, there are instructions on how to populate this PCB to turn it into a booster pedal. So okay. two pedals for the price of one. Well, one and a half pedals for the price of one. And all you have to do is put the other one together. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you have to put the effort in. The go... Everyone gets one for free. Second one, it's all on you, buddy. Um, and I like that kind of moxie. I think that 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 will go far. That kind of that that chutzpah in a in a pedal company. Yeah, I'd like. I I like the idea of that. I mean, I've never attempted to make a pedal yet. I'm I'm slowly like going insane doing nothing at home and the more i think about it the more i want to maybe give it a go but i don't know where to start i don't know what i'm doing um so i haven't pulled the trigger yet but i am sure by the end of this i'm going to have attempted to make a pedal yeah i mean i I could give you like some some hints as to what to do because i have made at least at least three pedals that i know of no, I've 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 made I've made a fair few. I mean I've got I've got one sitting here which is um just yeah, just, just one that I've I've, got I've literally got I've got one sitting oh shit, there's there goes a wrestler, but yeah. I've got one sitting here. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is a classic, classic Yeah, it so I mean original run. There we know we know that there were at least two that I have made, so I'm pretty much classed as an expert now. Um but if you wanted like actual expert advice Stuart is a man who will always give you time with that that stuff uh hello sailor joe uh we'll do that i mean joe richardson uh of everything joseph fame and of literally the guy who we just quoted as we won the news uh he made he's made his own pedals so he'd be able to help you out as well so there's there's a bunch of people you could draw on for this um and it it would potentially be like a really cool podcast topic for um, for all of those people going a little bit stir crazy and thinking, I want to do some some something. I want to make a pedal. Uh, so we'll potentially look at some uh, some places that you can go to to make a really really good start, like a really really easy first crack at the that uh, yeah. that hobby. Because there are like there are kits that you can get that largely uh, idiot proof. Um, yeah, um, I think that's probably where I need to start at something idiot proof. Yeah, um, yeah. Bearing in mind that the the telecaster that's behind me that you probably can't really see because there's a dressing gown hanging on the the hook as well as the um, thing. When I put that back together, the silver sparkle one, I kept wondering why the pickups didn't sound great, and then. I opened it up because I was like really confused. I never put the ground wire back. <laughs> <laughs> so you get. So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm getting a weird hum from it. Um, there's no ground wire in it, so I need to go out and buy myself a small piece of wire. I've no idea where it's gone. Um, and put the ground wire back to, I assume, the bridge you sold. Solder it? Yeah, no, obviously the bridge is one end, but which part of the circuit do you solder it to? Uh, there's a, a large blob of grounds that go onto the back of a pot, usually. Okay. I thought it would be the back of one of the volume pots, but like I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Usually it's that. I, I, I believe, yeah, don't don't lynch me if I've, uh, I've got that wrong, but I'm pretty sure because it's, it's all dumping the, the grounds from various areas into one. Yeah. One given point. Uh, yeah, I, I basically what I'm going to do is when I get round to doing it, I'm going to ask somebody like Joe from Hello Sailor because I know he's made guitars and messed around with guitars and stuff. So yeah, I I'll, mean... I'll double check with somebody like that. We've also got the guy who I mentioned not so long back in this podcast, Mr. Fletch. Oh, Fletch yeah. Fletch Pickups. <laughs> he, uh, he knows one or two things about guitar wiring. Well, I'm I'm very trying very hard not to just send him the scratch plate and say, "Can you put better better pots on this, a better switch?" And whilst you're at it, I know you don't make wide range humbuckers, so will you rewire these into something? <laughs> to be fair, he's a he's a he's a pretty nice gentleman. I'm pretty sure he'd he'd do a competitive quote for that. Um, so yeah, that that is it's the the circuit for us, and I think. Uh, I did have the price somewhere, and I've not written down the price. I think it was like one hundred and forty nine dollars or something like that. So, so I mean, that's two pedals for one hundred and forty nine dollars. Doesn't seem doesn't seem so bad. Sounds like a good idea. It does. It does. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for like people to do it the other way around, where they like sell a a, a boost circuit, but on the front is the PCB for a much more complex circuit. <laughs> so they're essentially doing a, a little work and making you do do the majority. That'd be quite funny. Um, if Let's use our arbitrary scoring system. Go on. 21, 22 or 24 frets out of 10? I think 21. That was kind of... The, the middle ground, weren't it? Just yeah. as a translation. As a tra- like, have we discussed what the 21, the 22, and the 24 actually means? On our last oh. cast, yeah, but so... did we? 20... Just, I, I thought we discussed it after the cast. Maybe we did. So, uh, arbitrary scoring system, we, we... Before we were doing out of 10, which doesn't make sense if it's frets. So, 21 is a is a normal amount of frets to have. It's okay. It's It's... It's decent. Twenty-two is kind of god tier. It's uh, it's one better because you're not having to push an entire tone and a half to get up to that that glorious high E. And then twenty-four is for children, uh, <laughs> so it's is no bueno. Yeah. Uh, so so twenty. I, I think twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. I'll I'll go for that. I'll go for that. Right. So. Um, two notes. Two notes. This is just going to be a quick mention because, again, we are like we are f- far too far too deep into this podcast to do any more uh, any more in depth. Two notes. Um, Wall of Sound is a uh, it's a free plugin that's it's always been free to download, and you you get like a thirty day trial essentially 
uh, the 30-day trial had run, you'd get all of the uh, access to all of their IRs, which I get, get told off for calling them IRs because they're not static IRs. They're, uh, they're you can manipulate them in all different ways. Um, if you want to know how that works, I'm not going to explain it on the podcast. Go to YouTube, go to Puddleboards of Doom. Jeremy from Two Notes, when we interviewed him, explains it much better than I can. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, great piece of uh, great, great piece of software, and I've started using it on my demos. Uh, where before I'd use the static IRs and use like the free ones that uh, Celestian give you if you go on their website and sign up to their newsletter, um, which sounded great. Like no, no problems with that. Then I I, I downloaded uh, Wall of Sound after the the Birmingham Guitar Show after hearing it there and being blown away with it and it's where the, like the standard uh irs are like a nice snapshot it's like a, a decent decent quality recorded guitar tone the wall of sound stuff sounds like it's in three dimensions in comparison so i'll start using them because they just they just sound sound better um but because of this worldwide pandemic um, situation that's going on, they've decided to release until the 30th of April. If I'm, yeah, until the 30th of April. Uh, if you download it, you get a permanent license for two of the, uh, two of the IRs on there, like a 412 cab and a, a 212 uh, cab. And they sound really good. Uh, those are the ones that I use on my demo, and I've had no complaints. Uh, so, yeah, get on it. Because they're they're really good, and for anyone who's thinking of uh, doing any like home uh, home recording, because I know I know you were kind of toying with the idea, weren't you, Matt? Yeah, I need somebody to teach me how to do it though. So um, I'm going to yeah. collar you either probably not after this cast, looking at the time, but yeah, I'm going to tie you down for an evening this week to teach me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best offer I've had all week. That is, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, we have got a brilliant, brilliant podcast title, but that might <laughs> that might pip it to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd suggest anyone who's kind of anyone who's curious about home recording, just go and download it anyway. Now, just just go ahead because you'll get that free license for the lifespan of you owning that uh, that computer, pretty much. Um, so yeah, use it, use it now because it's 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 brilliant. And even if you only ever use it once, free then. Um, this week, Matt. This week, yeah, we've got, <laughs> we've got ten minutes. We've, in fact, we haven't. We've got five minutes. Yeah, uh, twenty minutes. We know how this like. We know how this goes. We do. We do. Let's yeah. Let's not let's not fool ourselves. We, we've got. Up to probably about half an hour's left. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're doing a telly special because tellies are good. Yeah. <laughs> As we said at the start of the podcast, tellies are good. Telecaster <laughs> Forum on Facebook, however, not so much. I don't, 
Yeah, I don't think they'd approve of these Telecasters too much. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna. So what you're saying is you've you've not gone for a 1952 telly. Yeah. So the, I mean, this week I thought we'd struggle for a bit of news, but apparently there's uh, there's more out there than I thought. So three companies have um, released uh, T-shaped guitars, and we're going to start off. In fact, Matt, you're going to tell us where we're going to start off. One, two, or three? Two. Okay. I was thinking that. Let's go. So, this is Dean <laughs> Dean Guitars, famous for... Um, <laughs> yeah, famous for silly guitars. I mean, like the the ML and the Razorback, Razorback ML and the Razorback Vs and... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in fact, like Dean, have some some Dean guitars are pretty tasty. I love their. They've got like a flying V, which like looks like a normal flying V. So you've got the V shape, but then at the headstock, they've got the standard Dean headstock, which is a, like a tiny little V. So <laughs> I love that. It's it's yeah. It makes me happy. Uh, it's like it's like a big arrow pointing at a little arrow. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like. Because you get those optical illusion things where it's like, which line is bigger? It's got <laughs> like the arrows pointing the right direction and the arrows pointing in. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, so I like that. They do a guitar called the Cadillac as well, which is like a Les Paul, but the horn isn't curved. It's pointy. And it's, again, got that silly headstock, the massive V-shaped headstock. It looks really classy. Um, so they're going, they're going for... They're going for the Telecaster market now. Oh, sorry, the T-shaped market, because it's, <laughs> uh, it's not a Telecaster. Um, this one's called the Dean Nash Vegas. Nash Vegas, wow, okay. So, I mean, you can see what they've done there. They have, <laughs> they have bastardized two words there. Um, this is a T-style guitar. So this is, uh, I mean, straight off the bat, dual humbuckers. So we're, we're veering away from Telecaster, Telecasterville. 22 frets though well, hey. uh, yeah okay okay um, um, uh, this is where oh, you, you're googling it now aren't you I'm just, I just wanted to have a look and see what they yeah, look like yeah carry it, on carry on it looks like a T-shaped guitar to be fair it does right it gives the option of a stop tail which for you yeah, you're like yeah or a Floyd Rose <laughs> oh excellent yeah um, the one I clicked on has, has a stop tail <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so we'll we'll stay there shall we um, because I don't think anyone needs a Floyd Rose and a Tele. Uh, Duncan pickup, so an ABH1 and a TB5. So relatively hot pickups, I think. Um, sure, why not? <laughs> I think the TB is a trend booker, which is relatively pokey. So yeah. I imagine they're, they're going to be quite... I mean, if it's a guitar that can come with a Floyd Rose... You'd expect it not to be the most kind of subtle and nuanced. <laughs> You're not expecting a blues machine, are you? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Um, it's a basswood body, which okay. um, a lot of the Ibanez guitars, uh, or, uh, the the lower end Ibanez guitars, are made out of basswood. In fact, actually, they 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 do span it up up through the uh, up through the models with with basswood because it's quite a neutral sounding. Um, neutral sounding wood. It's quite a flat response. 
Whereas Mahogany is kind of more mid-focused and um, the the Fender Woods like Ash and Alder are more toppy. The basswood apparently is more of a flat response wood. But also uh, seen as a cheaper wood as well. Yeah. So all of that, all of that coming in at 749 uh, and that's dollars, so we're probably talking about seven hundred quid. Yeah, which you know, not the worst. Well, considering considering it's got Duncan Booker's and not like Duncan designed, um, it could it can come with a Floyd or a uh, or a Stockdale, and I, ma- I imagine it's not a not a particularly bad Floyd. It's not one of the uh, the licensed ones because I don't think he said. Right, so that's that's Telecaster number one. We've got Telecaster number two. So do you want one or three, Matt? Do you want one or three? We'll go with three. Cool. Right. Charvel. Okay. Yeah. Peak the interest. Pro Mod Tele. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, they call this the Pro Mod SoCal Style 2, which Style 2, I imagine, is like Telecaster style. Uh, so this is this one a little bit a little bit more close to original uh, specs in terms of like ash body uh caramelized maple neck so kind of modern accoutrements but like a maple neck cool yep 24 frets (laughs) no nobody needs like i get it with the 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 strat ones because they were like hybrid super strat normal strat kind of thing but nobody needs 24 for like Nobody needs twenty four frets ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I would argue the 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 toss that. I mean, I've I've got a twenty four fret guitar, maybe two. Um, I have zero, yeah. zero twenty four fret guitars. And I think that's the that is the the correct proportion. Um, but yeah, so twenty four frets. So I mean, that's strike one, Charvel. Uh, Tusk Tusk XL nut, so that's like pretty pretty standard, decent spec. Uh, a Goto trem system, like uh, Strat style trem system on it. Yeah, I mean, nobody needs a trem system, but it's okay. not a cheap one, is it? No, it's, it's so. In terms of like trem systems, it's it's a good one, but it's a trem system on a tele, so that's Strike Two Charvel. Um, Look, looking here, you can get it without. Oh, without the trim. Here is one without a trim. It, it's got a like strat style telly style bridge in that it's a six saddle <laughs> strat style telly. It's a six saddle bridge, but yeah, yeah, it the covers one. the yeah, it covers the the back pickup as well. So not. Why am I saying back pickup? I sound like a five year old. <laughs> <laughs> The bridge pickup. It, yeah. it covers the back pickup as well. Yeah, it, the bridge pickup is mounted to the the bridge. Yeah, for our American listeners, I do <laughs> apologise for Matt literally calling you all out as children there. Uh, oh, what is that an American thing? Is it? Yeah, yeah, the Americans. Uh, okay, um, I didn't. It's it's fine. I I would I would say exactly the same. It is. <laughs> it's a bridge pickup. It's at the bridge of the guitar. Um, and whilst we're here. Grey is spelt with an E. Colour has a U in it. <laughs> uh, and it's called aluminium. 
Yeah. Uh, solder as well. Solder. There's an yes. L in there. Sol Not solder. Solder. Yeah, that's the start of something else. If you yeah, if you solder, <laughs> you you're gonna have to <laughs> gonna have to buy off Lowell's first. <laughs> um so yeah, ash body, caramel, uh, maple, which sounds delicious. Uh, Twenty-four frets, tusk, tusk XL nut. Uh, it's got fisherman fluence pickups, which fisherman fluence people are talking talking about them like they're something good. I'm, I'm okay with that, but it's fisherman's fluence humbuckers. Ugh. Like, so what you're saying is we've gone for a telly thing and then you've picked two HH guitars for the first. I mean, I know it was two and three, but. Yeah, H H H. Like, yeah. So I mean, like immediately we went from going, oh, there's a like a pro mod telly, nice to going, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, like the the thing about the pro mod strats was you could get it in a HSS, which is obviously as we've discussed fairly regularly in the last few weeks, yeah, a yeah. really good version of the. Um, yeah, it's Stratocaster. Like, it's like a versatile, and they had proper and they had proper pickups in as well. Yeah, yeah. And the, they did. They, they had an SSS version for those who didn't want to go for the the HSS. I think they also had a they had a, a HSH as well. An HSH, yeah, yeah. Which... And they might have had a HH towards the end. I think they've. There's so many different ones in that Pro Mod now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got your bases covered there. So I mean, we might. We might see later on down the line the correct version of this, but it's not quite there yet. Um, so, like a slight re- redemption to to the fact that they've got unbuckers in a in a tele. Um, it does have a single coil mode, and apparently, um, with Fisherman Fluence pickups, the single coil modes are not absolute wank. Um, so. We we might be on to a winner of that one. It's got three settings essentially. It's got a flick switch to make the um the pickups go from like op mode to, to PAF mode. And then you've got like a push pull pot on the volume to make it into single coil mode. So So I mean it'll be okay, but it's not quite it's not quite the the wow that we were expecting from the the Charvel stuff. Yeah, um, it's it 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 had the opportunity to be something that both you and I would have tried to go and play as soon as this is all over. Yeah, yeah. And and I I, I certainly won't be. I can't imagine. No, I don't think I will. And one of the th- one of the the like massive drawing points to the the Pro Mod series as well was not only the fact that they were like pretty well specced and and like versatile super strats it's the fact that they had these amazing colors as well oh yeah like there was four or five colors on the first version and they added to that as well and they were all like different yeah like the like even the orange which I'd normally be like okay that w- it was it was a a, a nice and, yeah. It was a classy enough orange that I would have went. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily have that. They had like the the shell pink version. They had like a kind of a a dusty baby blue color as well. They they were yeah. oh, they were knocking it out of the park with these these finishes. And in the tellies, in the pro mod, sorry, the type two, should I say? They've got black, they've got white, and they've got natural. 
No. Yeah. No. So, I mean, that that is... Just swing and a miss. That, that's it. So maybe like round two of those, we might be looking at them being pretty awesome. Right, so final one. Yep, telly number, telly one. number one. A bit like Blind Date, this is, isn't it? <laughs> telly number one. Um, Godan or Godin. It's spelled Godin, but it's apparently pronounced Godan. Yep. Um, Stadium HT, which is... it. Lo- it's... It's like if if you described like if you described what a telly looked like to an artist who hadn't seen the telly before, they would probably draw something that looked like this. So it's it's a bit uncanny valley where it's not quite telly enough to be full full telly. It's a bit more. It's a bit uh, softer than a telly in its aesthetic, but unmistakably telly looking. Yeah. Yeah, you'd like if if somebody asked you to say what shape is that, you'd say it's a T shape. Yeah, yeah. You'd say it was a, a a slightly different version of it, but it's definitely telly esque. Yeah, T inspired, yeah, yeah. Um this one has got the correct uh, correct pickups. So it's uh like a telly bridge, telly neck, single single single. Um Godan's own made uh pickups, so Godan Custom Cajun for the the bridge, which I believe is slightly hotter, which you would expect from a Cajun pickup, uh, and then a GGS three for the neck, which means nothing to me, uh, but I assume slightly more, um, more vintage inspired. Uh, it's got a three way switch, as you'd expect with a telly, which is slanted, so it's ah. ergonomically slanted. Like there are there are telly. Um, Base plates that, oh sorry, uh, control plates. Sorry. Yeah, that do that. That do. Yeah, I think our Dave Rage, and Jay, uh, he was talking about those, um, uh, the later end of last year, and I think he's got one installed on on his uh, Telecaster Noir. Um. So yeah, like an ergonomically slanted. Uh, control plate which I'm I'm down with um like string through uh brass saddles like the co- this is the one out of all of them that the the telecaster purists would be less likely to lynch you over apart from the the, the slight difference to the shape of the top horn yeah which... uh, you can't please these people Matt you, you can try <laughs> you can't please them <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I, where you were going was like, yeah, they, like they're not going to like that, are they? It's ever so slightly too far forward at the very tip of the horn. Yeah, and, yeah. And, they'll and get the like... they'll get the calipers out, won't they? And <laughs> actually, yeah. uh, um, and, and the radius of it isn't quite whatever it's supposed to be. It's three three millimeters out, and that makes it not a telly. Yeah, that, that's it that is exactly um, but like, this one it falls at the final hurdle again it's a basewood body and I'm just like uh, if you would have made it out of ash or alder this yeah. would this would have been like your your top quality one this would have been god tier but it's just it just falls a little bit flat maybe it don't maybe maybe I'm judging it too harshly and, and the, the basewood is 
it's letting the pickups do the talking more than the the construction of the guitar. Maybe I am, but for me, like on paper, that's the thing that stood out, and I went, mm. "So yeah," and and like I've been having a look, and they actually do a '59 version, which is one with a humbucker in the neck, and they've got different finishes on those, more expensive, and they've still gone basswood. Oh no! And yeah, <laughs> like it's something that would put me off straight away. Like, yeah, as somebody who is a bit of a like nerd when it comes to this stuff. Like yeah. I assume most of the people listening to a guitar loosely guitar based but loosely yeah. guitar based podcast um are probably nerds as well. Yeah. I I think we'd all have a look at what woods were involved and I think we all kind of think as basswood is a two, three hundred quid guitar type material as opposed to a like the the, the top the top ones with like a, a really high finish on them on these that go over a thousand pounds. Yeah, I mean, so uh, all of the guitars we've talked about today are pretty much within the same price range. This Godan is coming up seven nine nine euros, so yeah. roughly about seven and a half. The Dean is seven and a half hundred dollars, so probably about seven hundred quid. Yeah. The Charvel comes in a little bit pricier at eight seven five, but well within the same price bracket the kind of mid tier yeah. not quite um, not quite loan uh loan <laughs> payments guitar but definitely saving a few months for yeah right so i was going to i was going to give our arbitrary um arbitrary scoring rates out of 10 but considering we were talking about the same jerks earlier we're going to do a bang marry kill <laughs> Right, okay. Okay, so out of those three, those three guitars, Bang, Marry, Kill, Matt. I think... It's a tough one. It's, it, it is really hard. I think I'm killing the Dean, I'm banging the Charvel, and I'm marrying the Godin. Okay. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd go for that myself, although... I I am on the fence, so I'm gonna go the other way around. I'm, again, we're gonna we're gonna kill the dean because I just, I just I don't think it's doing anything it for too, either. It was too far away, wasn't it? It was yeah. But like the 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 red finish in that dean was possibly the best out of the lot of them. I, yeah, I, I like the red um, more I than I did. It, I don't yeah. think it redeems the guitar though, does it? It doesn't. No. So kill kill the dean. I'm going to bang the Godan. And I'd probably bang the Godan more than once. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I'd end up marrying the Charvel. Cause uh, yeah, it was it was definitely between those two, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, even though I am opposed to the fact it's got humbuckers, I'm not too, not too sold on the fact it's got 24 frets. I think those are things I could live with and if I was playing it I think I'd probably this is the one I'd probably end up gelling with the most yeah I get that yeah and I think that's a lovely lovely place to end our podcast for this week isn't it I can go with that it is it is um, so for as little as $2 a month you can be part of the Patreon crew 
Um, you can uh, you can support us on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash fret talk uh, to find out um, find out basically what, what happens. One of the things that happens at all tiers is you get your name read out on this podcast. And the second week running, I've not written the names down, so I'm going purely on brain thoughts here. So we've got first Patreon patronizer. Adam Yeomans, uh, sorry, it was Andrew Bimpson was the first one, then Adam Yeomans, then Doug Christ, then Joe Richardson, then uh, Max John Gibbons, then our newest patroniser, Hugh Erection. <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. I believe so. I I don't think you've missed anybody. That's that's cool. Um, if I have missed you, I'm very sorry. I will I will listen back and I'll tag it onto the end as a very special re- readout. I don't think I have. Um, if you want to catch us online, uh, you catch me at Budget Pedal Chap at pretty much everything. It's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube uh, slash Budget Pedal Chap. Every week you get a, a video over on YouTube and Instagram. I'm releasing a lot more stuff recently, funnily, because <laughs> the world has come to a standstill. <laughs> uh, we've got a, a podcast group, which you absolutely should be part of because Matt releases videos of himself singing. And I'm sure there'll be other videos as well. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go stir crazy. I've got a tripod with a... A shotgun mic that I can plug my phone into, which is a dangerous thing to have hanging around when you're stuck in a house and can't leave. So uh, there'll be there'll be other videos of something at some point, I'm sure. Even if it's just me dicking around with pedals or playing the blues or whatever. I mean that that can either be taken as a promise or a threat, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy either way. Um, Matt, you are also uh, heel underscore Matt Q at everything. Twitch, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you're also on the Bad Bookers podcast. I am. Uh, and so get get some Bad Bookers in your ears. Now is the time, considering we've all got a, a little bit more spare time on our hands, get some Bad Bookers into your ears. Yeah, so just if you actually do want to listen to some Bad Bookers, we... We're not releasing podcasts at the moment because there's very little wrestling left. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's it's still going, but it's all pre-recorded, so spoilers are out beforehand. So what we're actually doing at the moment is at eight o'clock on a Sunday, which clashes with this live stream, the, our, our live streams for the Fret Talk podcast. No, um, but at eight o'clock on a Sunday on the the Bad Bookers Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash badbookers uh, we're doing watch alongs of old pay-per-views so we're going through our favourite pay-per-views it's actually put out to Twitter so Twitter decide what, what pay-per-views they want us to watch along with so we watched Wrestlemania X7 which is supposed to be the best Wrestlemania which I agree with we watched that two weeks ago last week we watched Royal Rumble 2000 um, and yeah we're, we're, we're just going through old pay-per-views because the WWE Network is free at the moment so normally it's free to new subscribers for 30 days they've extended that to free to everybody until this blows over and um, so you can go and watch the wwe's old back catalog anybody can go and do it so um yeah we're we're, we're utilizing that we're starting about five minutes before we actually start watching so that people can start at the same time as us and we're just 
like reacting to what's going on as well as talking about the wrestling that has happened, having a bit of interaction with the chat. It's a way to keep us all going without going through the dirge because obviously there's not much news in the way of news. There's not much in the way of like react or like talking about the week's content because it's all done behind closed doors. There's very little new new matches happening because it's very difficult to do a wrestling match behind closed doors because they have to talk to each other. And when you can hear that, it takes away... Like, if it's in a room with a thousand people plus, those people in the background cover the noise of the wrestlers talking to each other. When there's five people in the room, because Florida have implemented a no more than ten people in one space thing, you can hear them talking to each other, so they have to do it as silently as possible. And, yeah, wrestling just doesn't really happen, so... We're keeping the podcast crew together without releasing full podcasts. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that, and I th- I'd like to think that <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time, when there's absolutely no guitar news, we're going to do something really similar where we <laughs> like flick through old guitar magazines and report <laughs> on it as if it's normal. Brand like, new. yeah, as if it's happening now. <laughs> Let's try. I think we should try that for the next one. That sounds like shits and gigs. That does, doesn't it? That sounds amazing. <laughs> Uh, let us know in the podcast uh, group if that is something you'd like to listen to because I think me and Matt are psyched up for this already. Yeah. Um, so that's a wonderful place to end, isn't it? So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. <laughs> it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta-ra, Bye. We do literally. We're doing it to ourselves. This isn't live. This is this is the least live you can get. I think we need the shit joke, don't we? We need the shit joke. My wife told me to stop acting like a flamingo. I had to put my foot down. <laughs>